Mr. and Mrs. American All the Ships at Sea. Greetings. Joey Bun's in the building. Very busy today, very busy. Got on the Peloton, did a little thing. Had my coaching calls. I had to coach this guy next to me. Hmm? Hmm? What? Coach me on what? You can coach life. me. Life. I got to coach you on oh, life. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's good. I have learned some things from Joey. I think he's learned a couple of things from me, too. What do you think of that, Smartius? Hello? I think it's great. Hold on, because I'm about to make a good amount of money. Oh. You should have nice music for that. All right, you ready? We ready? You, you got yeah, today we got to talk about uh, su being successful. Yeah. So how are you, how are you successful? You know, I mean everybody's successful in a different degree. I know different guys. Some guys are very successful. They're doing eighty thousand dollars a year. Hey, if that's what they want, that's fine. Other guys are doing a couple of million a year, and they're not really that happy. Whatever's inside you tells you what you need to be successful. Well, success is in the eye of the beholder, which is you running your business. So, I mean, uh, I would say stop and smell the roses. We talk about that all the time. So success, maybe you need somebody to tell you you're successful, uh, which is fine. Get them. Um, you know, 2019, the year to coach and all that stuff we talk about. Part of having a coach, uh, depending on what you're doing, will help you figure all that out. How are you successful? What makes you successful? But Not everybody wants to give you information. When I was coming up, most people would held information from you. Especially when you were working from it. Or like, and, and you know what it was? They were making a living. They had maybe one or two guys working for them. Um, I don't know how responsible they were with their money. And You know, as I got into a bigger company, I got more advice. I, you know, but, but the one thing I didn't have is I didn't have this ebook that we have now. And this ebook lays it all out for you. Um, and not only that, we're giving it out for free. My father was my coach and my mentor. And now I need somebody else outside of what Ed knows and, and has known. And it's, I'm not, the people that I'm dealing with that are coaches don't know shit about pest control. They just know how to do. Uh, business, how they've they've all run successful businesses, or run departments in Fortune 500 companies or larger Fortune 50 companies, and they know and are experts in what they do, which is coaching. One person is a Tony Robbins coach, and another person is like a whole nother type of coach that encompasses everything, and using both of them is what's going to take my business to the next level because it's things that you don't really know and I don't really know and the funny thing about coaching I was talking to people the other day it's, it's like business therapy right and, and you know nobody likes to go to therapy but I bet you fuckers would like to go to business therapy because you get something out of it but you almost talk your way through it they ask the right questions they've been in those situations like the, one of our coaches that's about to start took a company that one of their biggest problem was retention of staff and it was like a visiting nurse type service and when she got to the company they were they had 300 uh nurses 
and they were just all over the place. And when she left, they were at 1,800, and everybody was happy. Now, whether that's true or not doesn't matter, but from 300 employees to 1,800 employees means a whole bunch of things that this woman did for that company. She helped them scale it, she helped them figure out how to work with it as they grew, and helped them to retain. Because they were having 300 and they couldn't get past it. And whatever she went in and did, which is what she's gonna do for us, allowed her to help them get to that next level. And like Ed said, that next level for me could just mean 10 more people. It doesn't, but it, you is, know you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and being successful and knowing you're successful doesn't mean you can't add more goals and create other successes in your life. I'm successful because I have two children. I'm success, and, and I feel like that's a successful thing. I have two children. I built a business from zero to you know 24, 25 employees. That's success, but that doesn't mean that I don't want more. That's success. You know, wanting for success evolves. Anyway, when I first went into the workforce, I, I was. My goal was to save five hundred and twenty dollars a year, ten dollars a week, which and is probably equivalent to at least a thousand dollars a week now. Whatever, I, well, it's five hundred twenty dollars a year, so it was equivalent to a thousand dollars a week. Ten dollars is equivalent to a thousand a week. Back then, no. How much was a candy bar? I could tell you, a pack of cigarettes. How much was a candy bar? Ten cents. Okay, so it's a dollar now, so it's ten times. Yeah, okay, fine, but it. Okay, whatever. A hundred times, actually, right? Not so I would times. be making times, so I would be yeah. making ten times what I made there in that mailroom. Instead of making two hundred forty a month, I'd be making twenty four hundred a month in the mailroom. I mean, that sounds about. Well, then I I would say I was. I mean, that's minimum wage in New York City right now, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Just just I don't know. Was it minimum wage what you were making in the mailroom? A quarter an hour. I don't know. Was it minimum wage at the time? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, as things progressed, you wanted to make more, you made it, you, you know, like you, you say you had another job, pest control, and you wanted to save 2000 a year. And here you, are in, here you are in June, and you already got 1800 Okay, raised, you know, he just kept raising the bar, raising the bar, raising the bar. And, and, and eventually, you just couldn't raise the bar. You had to learn, you know, I had some guys that helped me out on business, some guys on pest control. Um, well, look, the, the truth is, is at certain levels, like certainly when you were out, when you when you were at the end of your pest control business, actually running day to day in a pest control business, you didn't need to learn any more pest control. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you knew everything and nobody knows everything you were still getting your continuing education credits and learning about new techniques and new products I and was, everything like that I was that. highly educated in highly control. educated in I didn't control. know everything PAD player hated degree 100% but my point is is like pest control you know right here's what you know in pest control seek destroy crack and crevice once you know the general techniques unless some groundbreaking technique comes out like heat for bed you also forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah, personality. Well, 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 we're talking about a business, and as far as like, so pest control, okay, I know X amount about pest control, and I continue my knowledge and brushing up on everything and knowing that's a given, right? But then the business stuff is stuff that really, you need strategic partnerships to a certain extent. Like, yeah, but what, I, what I'm saying, in my day, you never had this ebook that we're putting out for free. No, you, 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 you we're didn't really have a, nice people. You didn't have a ton of stuff. You didn't have the level of professionalism that. And even the now. stuff that was out, you know, even these seminars. I noticed more and more seminars on 
how to run a business. Correct. We had it. It was all about killing and this and that. In my opinion, it was when pest control became something more than just killing rats and roaches. Correct. And they have like all these a, policies was, and procedures. It was it was uh, understood to be of a, a viable business that employed people, and it was necessary. It was on the front line of uh, healthcare. It still is. I know it is. You know, you remember when you had to do a book report for school? Remember we had to do the red badge of courage? And the book was paperback, and it was about that thick. But you could go to the comic book store, and they had these classics, and they had it in comic book form. It was about that thick. And had oh, pictures. so like Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what this thing would be. If you listen to almost all of our technical stuff, IPM is... You know, for us, it's normal. I grew up, that's all I knew was integrated pest management. That started when, when I started a thing called the Bible. If we took over your account, I'm not talking about a house, we're talking about a, an account, maybe a hospital or a nursing home or something large. We would go through the place, do a quick survey, so we would know what to charge. Once we got it, we did a thorough survey. Might have taken us a week to 10 days to do the survey, and we called it a Bible. And they're like, what is this? Like, These are the things you have to correct. They never corrected. But every time there was a complaint in that area, um, I want to refer to page three, paragraph six, about this was never corrected. Every engineering department in the city is always busy. And every time you go down there, they ask them to do something, there's always two or three guys sitting around having coffee. They Doesn't got their union break, buddy. You yeah. don't mess with their union yeah. break. That's change and not change. And that goes back to where we talk about picking and choosing your customers and firing customers. A lot of us are doing it today where there's constant contact through email, some some text messaging, some of you have communication through a web portal. I mean, there's so much communication now. It would make Ed's head spin if, if, if he had to jump back in right now. The goal at Colony Pest is to make sure that anybody could come in and read it and go do the job a company with multiple employees you have employee a that has to go do the service today and he calls out sick so employee b goes and employee b goes and instead of having a phone conversation with him and saying do this do that and trying to do it all from memory which is a lot of what happened back in the days now you have notes you could have notes in your industry specific software you could have the bible like ed said you could have the inter office stuff i mean there's so many different ways but without those walkthrough notes you're just going on people's memory of what happened the walkthrough notes are the key and then as you move on through that account well like the first day setup those walkthrough notes are the bible but as you go on you change the bible you know the bible was written whenever it was written but then there's different versions the king james version uh the one different that shakespeare wrote and all of that stuff so even the bible has changed and much like in our accounts you got to change it as you go are they finally sealed this hole take that off this area is no longer whatever take that off oh this area is a new hotspot has been a hotspot now that goes on once you set up a schedule with all of this i can think of two things off the top of my head where people called up and said your men were never here today they weren't here today well, today's not your area. That was done Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Well, they weren't here Tuesday. Well, you know, how'd you say? So you go back there, and, and lucky we had a catch-all trap there, and I uh, had a, a sheet where the guys could write the date, and they were initial, and I go, how do you think that got there Tuesday? So, you know, people, 
Right, and now that's been replaced with the barcode right. and scanning. And the one thing that all of this IPM and these record keeping did, it took away that you just can't blame the exterminator away. We exterminated this. But here the guy sent you pictures of your filthy kitchen and things wasn't patched up and this, that, and the other thing, and nothing has been done about it. How is that his, just his fault? So now it turned the tables around. Frankly, people hate us when we first start. I think the housekeepers love us because we're doing part of their work for them. We're telling them, you know, this has not been cleaned. This, i give you a classic example. Back in the day, one of the hospitals we had had a, had a housekeeper that was thoroughly frightened of the staff. And he was let go and they brought in an outside company, a guy that was working for the outside company. He goes, where do, we get all, where do we get all these roaches on you? I said, well, what about all the faxes we sent you? I don't see any here. I go, so I call my office. After the sixth fax came out of the machine, he goes, okay, I'm going to fix this. Can you come back in three hours? I'm like, I've been faxing the other guy for six months. He didn't do shit. When I went back in three hours, then we did a job. And the roaches, you know what? They left. I don't know what happened. Maybe cardiac arrest. But then this guy turned out to be a lifelong friend. And wherever he went, we went. And it's, so, and it's communication every step, like he said, back in the day, faxes. But even in your contract, because like you said, the person complained that he wasn't there and he signed a book. So we had somebody call recently saying, you guys missed a visit, what happened? Like, like a dick. Yeah, right. Like what happened? Now, their contract is very specific on service dates and it is the first and third week and that's it. And he's like, we get service every other month. And we were like, actually, no, you don't. You get service on the first and third date, and being that there was a fifth week, you skipped that week. And he was like, well, that's ridiculous. And I was like, well, okay, here's a copy of the contract. Maybe you want to talk to the property manager. Maybe you want more service. The property manager called me and said, don't listen to this asshole. Who was this asshole? It doesn't matter. What was his job? Uh, he's uh, like the, the building manager. He was just so used to seeing us every other week, but yeah, now yeah. a fifth week kicked in, and he, he immediately, <laughs> like, we did something wrong. He was used to dealing with other exterminators and didn't realize that we were royalty. And right. we were to be de dealt with differently. We are yes, royalty. But the point is, is that's another communication piece, right? How you communicate and speak to your staff and to your customers and to not have a negative connotation. So communication is so deep and in-depth. He could have easily said, hey, guys, I didn't see you last week. Is everything okay? Yeah, and then nice. we would have responded another way to retain employees is to, to make sure that your wording and your emails and texts, which always are misinterpreted, are as pleasant and upbeat as possible. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, jerk off, where the fuck are you? Be like, hey, buddy. Hey, jerk off. I, I know you were supposed to be in a couple minutes. Is everything all right? You know, is the train running late? Just let me know because I want to let the customer know. What happened? What did your girlfriend do to you now? Tell me about it. It just got to be a different spin on it. No matter how angry you are. What happened? I, You're I not like, getting steady you know, Mogambo? We, oh. we have a thing in the office where if you could hear somebody typing, we tell them to take a break. Because that's that angry type, and they, we don't want that. Show respect. We respect you, respect us. Even when the employee is bad, you still need to do your best to speak to them good until you're ready to fire them. And even then, you need to speak to them HR good. So once again, just to summarize, communication is definitely one of the major keys to your success in your entire business, across your entire organization, from calls coming in, calls going out, office staff, dealing with all your employees. Coming up next time on Colony Confidential. If I had my way, each uh, pest control truck would have a big net 
that these people that come up with these wacky ideas why we shouldn't do what we do, you catch them in the net. So a different type of pest control. Yeah. Yeah, the one yeah. we get asked about all the time. All right, until we meet again, God bless you.